Movie Journey podcast where we react and review to many different movies, sometimes in the top 250 list. And today is a top 250 film. I am, of course, Mr. Daniel Henderson, joined with me as usual by Mr. Dean Jeffrey. How are you, my friend? I'm very well, Hendo. Very happy to be here. Very excited to uh, get into whatever the hell we're watching tonight. I have no idea what we're watching. I mean, I know the, I know the title of the movie, but I don't know what the movie is about. I literally don't know the title of this film. I, I you know, I've, I mentioned it to people at work hey have you seen this and i just you know every, every time all the time i i don't know what it's called i have to look it up every time everything everywhere all at once everything everywhere all at once so there's no time at all no i think the closest i've got is everything everywhere all the time you're way off i mean it's close <laughs> no this is our latest top 250 film uh, our most recent top 250 film as well which we'll get into in a little bit but before we get into that give me the update Let's have a quick update of the actual top 250 because there's uh, just the one the one change here at the moment that we'll just quickly address. Dances with Wolves has dropped out of the list and in its place is another 2022 film and that is Top Gun Maverick, Dean. Holy shit. Wow. That is, uh, yeah, I mean, what a film to knock out Dances with Wolves. I'm, I'm really devastated. We're going to miss the opportunity to react and review Dances with Wolves, Endo. The f- I reckon the that would have been epic. a very exciting... <laughs> Way to spend a few days. (laughs) (laughs) Top Gun Maverick is uh, in the list at number 42. Wow. Yeah. That is high. Yeah. Well, that's where it starts. It's just got into the list recently. So let's just keep an eye on it and uh, see how quickly it drops like every other movie that uh, debuts very high on the list. You'll see it. Give it a couple of weeks and who knows where it'll be. But it's in the top 250. So maybe we might see a little uh, little, uh, Top Gun jewel reaction in the future. A jewel reaction. We should watch them at the same time. Oh, yeah. Okay. We'll do that on on one side of the screen one on the other actually how about we'll we'll watch them together i'll watch top gun on one side and you watch maverick on the other side deal and we'll just <laughs> what the hell why would you want to watch the shit old one <laughs> how do you how do you know this one's good yet you haven't seen it Mate, top gun could be the better one everyone is raving about the new one it's everyone true. i know well it's in the list so super high so we'll, we'll get to it eventually but yeah. not today we are going to be watching everything everywhere all at once now we are going to go watch the movie and react to it first if you want to check out the youtube edited version go ahead and check at youtube.com slash the movie journey if you are interested at all in looking at the full length video reaction or the audio commentary we will have that over on our patreon at patreon.com slash the movie journey and as usual massive shout out to all of our lovely patrons for your generosity and support yeah thanks so much as always means the world to us all right we're going to go watch this everything everywhere all at once and uh, we'll be back very shortly with our review of that film all right, Dean, we just finished watching everything, everywhere, all at once. I feel like a new person, Hendo. You could, you could be a different person. I don't even know anymore. Just a newer version of myself. A better a one. A couple of new skills. One with a haircut, even. <laughs> 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 all right, why don't we get into the trivia for this film? Everything Everywhere All at Once, released in 2022. Directed by Daniels. Not the Daniels. They go by Daniels. The Daniels, yeah. No, no, Daniels. Yes. There is no there is no the. There is the Daniels. No, there, it's not. It's Daniels. The Daniels. It's the You're pair wrong. of the pair of directors who directed this and you, I now will call the Daniels. Right, righto. <laughs> directed by Daniel Kwan and Daniel Shinet. <laughs> Shinet? <laughs> Shine it. That'd be a a useful last name going through uh, college, wouldn't it? Shine it. This is their third feature film. One of the other films you might know is Swiss Army Man. Did you see that film? No, no. I was really disappointed I didn't get to see Death of Long Dick, though. No, you're wrong. It's Death of Dick Long, you dickhead. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah. I I wonder why that film wasn't a massive hit. Who knows? Death of Long Dick would have happened between when you and I were born, yeah? (laughs) (laughs) Good one. All right, let's look at the cast here. Starring Michelle Yeoh, Stephanie Zhu, Ki-Hu Kwan, Jenny Slate, Harry Shum Jr., James Hong, and Jamie Lee Curtis. Ki-Hu Kwan, who plays Wayman in this film, do you know who this guy is? Yes. He's short top. Or stack. Short round. Short or round. round. I was I was close. I knew it was short something. He's that <laughs> annoying kid from that Indiana Jones movie. Which one Temple is it? Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom. Which is the worst one, isn't it? It's probably the Indiana Jones film I watched the most, though. Kalima. And then he puts his hand in that guy's chest and pulls out his heart. Oh, that was are so we doing gross. A, are we doing a review of that film right now? Pretty good. He also plays Data in one of your favourite films, The Goonies. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it, Hendo. You have. <laughs> I'm trying to forget. Let's see. Cinematography by Larkin Seepel, who has done nothing else that we know, except he was the cinematographer for Swiss Army Man. Okay, it's good. I'll make a mental note. Do it. Consider it deleted. Music by Son Lux, which is a band, have not done anything else that I could see. Huh. You could really tell this is an A24 production, eh? Definitely. Lots. Of, usually when we do it, when I look up the trivia for cinematographers and music composers and that, they've got, they've got like something that I can see that I'm like, oh yeah, I know that thing. But uh, not with this one. When the credits list is quite short with this one. Mm. Much like the trivia you've pulled here, Dean. Why don't you start? Is it short trivia? I, I, it looks like short. It's a it's a new movie, so you have to expect. There's not much trivia there, mind you. The the, the Batman trivia you got us was like 16 pages. All right, what do we got here? All the visual effects for this film were done by nine people. Now I know what you're thinking. Is that a lot? I don't know either. I think it's very little. Yeah, like, I think really so too. little, especially if it's including the two directors. With the majority of the shots being done by a core group of five people. None of the visual effects team went to school for visual effects. They were all friends who taught themselves with tutorials they found online for free. Wow. That's insane. That's pretty impressive for this film. Like You you imagine that most films have visual effects you know, in in some capacity, but this film is so visual effects heavy. It's uh, yeah, very impressive. Absolutely, definitely is. To keep plot details under wraps before the trailer was released, the official IMDb synopsis read, a woman tries to do her taxes. Yeah, I mean that's an element to this film. That would be one of those uh, plot synopsis you would say in like a trivia quiz to say, guess the movie from this plot. Yeah, yeah. You used to love those. Yeah, they were good. Finding uh, Nemo was one of your favourites, I think. What was the one I said? I don't know. Something stupid. I think Titanic was one of them as well. I don't know. I definitely nailed all of them though. You didn't. Ki-Hu Kwan's first major role in 20 years. So good for you getting back out there. Absolutely. He delivers a reference to his Indiana Jones character short round when yelling at Evelyn to snap out of it. The scene plays out exactly the same in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom when Indy is under a spell by Mola Ram. Did you remember that? No, definitely not. That's pathetic. Uh, Writer-directors Daniel Shinett and Daniel Kwan (laughs) originally intended- Did you just read these verbatim? (laughs) What? What do you mean? Just say Daniels. All right, all right. I'll, I'll go again. The Daniels originally intended for Evelyn to have undiagnosed ADHD with Shinett saying, it started as an almost insensitive idea. Like, what if the main character was so distractible? Distractible? Is that a word? You said it twice now, I'll assume it is. They could tap into other universe. Subsequently, as Quan researched the condition, he discovered that he himself had undiagnosed ADHD. And also, just riffing here, that maybe they shouldn't include it as it is super insensitive to people with ADHD. So it was removed from the plot. That was you riffing? Yeah, I riffed that in bit. Cool, good stuff. So in an unusual move, the majority of the film scenes were shot at a high frame rate. This was done to give the editors the flexibility to put different 
different parts into slow motion that weren't originally planned to be. A little smart bit of uh, directing there. Is that what Gemini Man did differently? Yeah, Ang Lee shot that at 120 frames per second because he was like, oh, this is going to be unique and, and shit. And it turned out that I, it was like no cinema in America had the capacity <laughs> to like present it like that. Yeah. In an interview with Empire Magazine, Daniel Radcliffe met another Daniel, mentioned that he was approached by the Daniels to appear no, in the film. Daniels. But due to scheduling conflicts, he turned it down. It would have been their second collab after Swiss Army Man. And he stated that the Daniels are probably the only people in the world that I would say yes to doing a movie of theirs without even seeing the script. But said no to this one. Well, he was busy. Well, he should have he should have put that in there too. What was he doing? Uh, well... What's he doing lately? What's coming out this year? Or last year for him? I have no idea. I, I don't even know. Nothing good, probably. Anyway, Daniels originally wrote the script with uh, Jackie Chan in mind for the lead role. Interesting. Ultimately, Daniels reconsidered the leading role to be played by a woman, feeling a husband and wife relationship was more convincing. The lead role ultimately went to Chan's Police Story 3 Supercop co-star, Michelle Yeoh. Are you familiar with uh, Police Story 3? I'm not familiar with Police Story 1. Have you watched any Jackie Chan? And I don't don't say Rush Hour. Like the... Um... I haven't even seen Rush Hour. What? <laughs> you haven't seen any Rush Hour? No. Oh, wow. They're yeah. fun. So have uh, you seen him in anything? Rumble in the Bronx. Okay. And that's that's a Hong Kong film, isn't it? It's like a... It's, a, it's more American than Hong Kong. I guess. It's literally got the Bronx in the title, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I watched, um, what's his style of uh, fighting? Oh, that no, wait, I've seen the, both the Drunken Master films and I got you to watch one. Yeah, I watched the Drunken Master film. Yeah, the weird. second one, which is great. The second one? Yeah. I didn't watch the first one? No, the first one is nothing like the second one. It was like 30 years earlier. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. In an August 30, uh, 2018 article in The Hollywood Reporter, Mia Galopolo wrote that Michelle Yeoh and Aquafina were both in talks for roles in Everything Everywhere All at Once after recently appearing together in Crazy Rich. Asians. Aquafina, who thankfully did not end up appearing in this movie, was uh, up for the role of Joy, eventually played by Stephanie. Who's Sue? Sue? Sue. Shouldn't it be TSU if it's Sue? Hoso. Uh, yeah, God, thank God. Aquafina, come on. Can you imagine her being the big, like, big villain for the majority of no, this film? Come that would have sucked. She would have been annoying. In Evelyn's reality, where she's a movie star, real footage of Michelle Yeoh on the red carpet is used, including that of the premiere for Crazy Rich Asians. You definitely mentioned that during the movie. Yeah, I did massive sharp eye that I have actually <laughs> saw the words crazy rich behind Michelle Yeoh on the red carpet so nah really switched on there I was in the scenes with Evelyn as a movie star conversing with Waymond <laughs> okay the dialogue did you, did you just realise that was his name Who, which one's Waymond he, her husband it's not Raymond no it's Waymond okay the dialogue story cinematography colour grading and choppy slow motion effects are references to Wong Kawai films in particular in the mood for love K. K-Hu Kwan was Wong's assistant director on the movie 2046, which annoyingly came out in 2004, the sequel to In the Mood for Love. There you go. We also called the In the Mood for Love stuff, didn't we? I mean, it was so blatantly obvious when it was coming up. It was. Did you know that had a sequel? Yes, we would have discussed it in the In the Mood for Love episode. What a terrible name for a film. 2046. Yeah. What about 1984? Yeah, equally bad name. Also, 187. Speaking of uh, Wong Kar Wai, have you uh, 
actually watched Chunking Express yet? I told you I started it, yeah? It's terrible. Did. I'm not watching it. All bets are off, You're Endo. So shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was a fucking long time ago. <laughs> I, tr- I, I mean, I tried. I really did. And the, I, everyone raves about it. And the fact that I loved In the Mood for Love, I thought, hey, this, you know, people say it's similar. Oh, up The way it's filmed, it's like, like blurry. Like the whole movie's blurry. It's very off-putting. Not for me. All right, then. Budget of $25 million. And currently, since it's still out in certain places in, in all around the world, it has a box office of $83 million. So it is doing quite well for a $25 million budget. And it is it has surpassed already Uncut Gems as A24's highest grossing film domestically. Yeah, good on them. But let's look at the scores here, Dean. And uh, yeah, well, considering it's already in the top 250, you'd imagine it's got a couple of good scores around the place. What do you reckon for Rotten Tomatoes, Dean? Do you reckon the critics or the audience uh, have this better? Audience. Well, the critics have this at 95%. Yep. Saying, led by an outstanding Michelle Yeoh, everything, everywhere, all at once, lives up to its title with an expertly calibrated assault on the senses. And the Rotten Tomatoes audience have it at an 89, saying, uh-huh. incredible acting, stunning visuals, and a really deep, powerful story. Everything, everywhere, all at once, has it all. Metacritic. Bloody Metacritic. Have it at an 81% <laughs> classic Metacritic. Letterboxd have this at a 4.5, which is massive for Letterbox. It is one of the only three films to ever hold the number one spot in the official Letterbox Top 250 feature film list. Can I guess the others? No, because it's your trivia. It is Parasite and The Godfather. <laughs> Do you want to take a guess of as to where this movie is now on that list? Fourth. Tenth. Yeah, good for the Daniels. Yep, still, still holding strong in the top ten. But let's take a look at the history of this movie in the IMDb Top 250 list. The brief history, because it did debut into the list on the 27th of April in 2022. And by the 16th of May, it had peaked at number 44. That is the highest it got on the list, so very good for this movie. And since then, as it what happens with new movies that hit this list, it has done a steady decline to where it currently sits right now at 130, with an 8.2 over 111,000 votes. Very good. Very high. Very high indeed, but since this is a top 250 film, we're going to hit up a The Good The Bad The Excellent Dean, just give a quick, quick, quick one sentence summary. What did you think of this film? Uh, I feel like there's so much pressure because you told me to be quick three times. And now I feel like I've wasted the sentence on this. Over to you, Hendo. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I, I mean, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this film. I mean, going in knowing absolutely nothing was so beneficial. I think you said that Rotten Tomatoes said that it's an assault on the senses. And I can't think of a better way to describe this film. Like, it is, it is so full on. You have to be paying attention I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely looking forward to watching this again which is in this day and age pretty rare for me so nah it's yeah i really enjoyed it what about you hendo just a real yes. quick one please just a real quick one i'll be quicker than you because we'll get into specifics coming up this is not the crazily like exceptionally good film that everyone is raving about however it is a very quality film that i definitely thoroughly enjoyed on a first time watch okay that was quick yes all right but let's uh let's tackle some pros here some goods dean what were your key goods about this film i mean i what think, stood out yeah i think I think the the uh, the performance from Michelle Yeoh was fantastic, but probably more so the the style of the film. Because a film like this, it's got to have it's got to have style, and they they just like not just the costumes, but the way they the way they cut between universes is just you know it's so original, it's so unique. I, I just I thoroughly was just I felt like I was being thrown around with his characters as Evelyn's being thrown between universes, and it was yeah, yeah. it was it was really impressive. I 
completely agree with everything you just said there. I think the editing of this film is just on another level. It is ridiculous how well this is edited together because this could easily, easily have been just so far off the rails, just incoherent and like you could not understand a single thing that was happening in this film. And, and obviously at the start when they're really setting up what this movie is about, there's a lot of information getting thrown at you. And there were, were at points where I'm like, okay, like I feel like it is information overload, but the way Daniels edited this film complete with like all the different cuts through different multiverses and all that sort of stuff I think it was handled very well there were certain certain shots especially towards the end like the I think it was a like probably a five second five ten second shot at the end where it was literally would have been like 50 60 different Michelle Yeoh characters just yeah yeah like unbelievable like like, and they they put her on everything like it's it's not just her they had like a dog version a cat version like there's an alien yeah there's there's a lot of weird stuff in there yeah but it's not just the the crazy wackiness of this movie because this is a very ridiculous movie as well as being a pretty touching story between a relationship between not only a husband and wife but uh, a mother and a daughter as well and just how distant relationships can get and how what you need to do to like pull that back in and, and sort of just accept it's actually a lot of a, a very strong story about acceptance as well yeah absolutely I think I think with that general through line of and it, st- it starts it really early on even even with the father being so anti-gay I guess you could say and the mother even even she's a bit ashamed about her daughter and and the way they go through and that whole through line just carries through the film and it, it just it can't just be wacky all the time it has to have some substance and this film definitely delivers on that i think the comedy of this film is fantastic um, oh. it really could have it really could have missed but those hot dog fingers were just so funny <laughs> and yeah, that, that I, leads I'll me i'll tell you i'll tell you, you you called the butt plug really early on oh i know i know <laughs> what are the odds that thing looks that like a unreal. butt plug and it turns into yeah this uh three-way fight with two guys with butt plugs in them. I think the comedy is also really strong from Michelle Yeoh, who ha- whose character just has this naivete throughout the whole film about what is actually going on. Like every time something ridiculous happens, like with these universes, she doesn't think anything of it. She's like, "Oh, I just gotta go back and do my taxes. Like, what what is going on here? Like, forget all this. Like, I just gotta get back. Oh, my husband's gonna be screwing this up if I don't get yeah. back. Just stuff that you. If this happened to you, you'd be like mind blown about everything going on. And she doesn't care about that. She just wants to get back and do her taxes. Hmm. Yeah, I think another another massive pro for me being a film nerd is the countless references to other films and they're not they're not subtle you know they're oh, throwing well, hot dog fingers 2001 space odyssey the 2001 space odyssey was so funny the in the mood for love stuff was fantastic uh, the whole yeah. movie is so you know takes such inspiration from the matrix which you know we we oh, mentioned 100 yeah in our in our watching of it but also like just doing some reading there's uh, like lines from die hard in here and just you can tell that daniels really really appreciate film and just have such a a love for the medium which as we all do so yeah no it was just it was really it felt like a movie that if we had any talent we would try and make so no it was just yeah i was so high on this film endo are you a new dean from a different universe who now calls them daniels yeah i was i was gonna one i was gonna say if you actually notice the shift then <laughs> oh, i noticed what did you ha- what did you do to have to t- change universes there some wacky shit which is also great like some of these rules that they set up in this movie like to change into someone like another version of you in a different universe you have to 
do something that is just just ridiculous. Like, and they start off with first thing she has to do is like put her shoes on uh, on the different feet, which is like okay, that's a bit weird. And it, it ends up being like people are sticking their tongues in like electrical sockets, and the, mm. and the paper cut scene. Oh my god, I don't think I've ever you loved it. Reacted so so viscerally to a scene in a movie, especially especially the ones that we've reacted to. Like that is just like that was I could I couldn't do it. It was so bad, but in a good way. Yeah, no, you are definitely not built for the paper cut scene. No, not at all. The martial arts was great as well. All that kung fu stuff. I love that stuff. It was good. Really? You've never been a big martial arts person. What are you, serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Hero, Matrix, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. You said Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon sucked. <laughs> no, and I even, I have the 4K to prove it. It's in my collection. What a crazy I mean, you got, the, you got the 4K to the 2018 Predator, you idiot. <laughs> I returned that, all right? I ret- <laughs> God, did I, I don't even remember telling you that. I returned that. I accidentally got the wrong Predator film. Anyway, yeah. No, I can't believe you're, you're thinking I'm anti-martial arts. I love the martial arts stuff. I'm pretty sure we have it on record that you're saying, you have you saying I'm not a big fan of martial arts films. That's not true at all. Well, you know I'll dig it up. Dig it up. Good luck. I'm a big fan. But yeah, no, I think I think we, you know, we've had a general good coverage of the positives. I want to hear your negatives now, Hendo. Hmm. I feel like the end dragged a bit. Which bit? The end section in regards to... Like the emotional payoff to the entire film? No, like, like the emotional payoff to every single universe that we had just seen as well. Like some of those that cut back to several times, like the, the Rakakuni universe where it showed it went back to it like it went back to it like nine, ten times. I was like, I'd rather have it be a little bit shorter and focus, just continuously focus on the main universe that we've got. It just seemed like we had to go through everything several times and it sort of dragged on for me a bit in that, I guess, that last quarter of the film. Okay, fair enough. Did you know that the BDSM guy, Richard Long, is actually one of the Daniels? The BDSM guy. Oh, okay. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Why wasn't that on your trivia? I just remembered it. It's something that came to oh, me. Richard fascinating. Long. Fascinating. Yeah. The other Daniels in as well, but in a lesser role. Fair enough. What about what about you for any negatives? I mean, I would have said the start's pretty boring, but I don't really... Having seen the whole film, that's not a negative because you need that to contrast with the rest of the film being so crazy. So I don't think I have any negatives for this film, Hendo. Holy shit. No negatives? Look out. <laughs> Fascinated to see what this is going to end up as. All right. If you've got no negatives and I only have a, a couple of a couple of negatives here, well, mainly even one. I mean, is there any any other negatives that I can think of off the jump just from a, just from finishing watching it? Not, not really. Not 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 off the top of my head here. I can't think of anything that anything else that was like a real a real bummer about this film. It was just a, a very fun fun film, complicated but like in a good way. Yeah. What a we get to our excellent scene, Dean. What was your favorite scene of the film? Oh, before you get to that, we haven't even said Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh my God, she is just loving life in this film. Yeah. No, she was she was definitely a standout. It's funny you mention it because actually, in, in some you know hindsight, I think my favorite scene is probably when it first switches for Evelyn and she's gone from doing the taxes to actually fighting this terrifying Jamie Lee Curtis yeah I'd say that's probably my excellent just because I think I think it's a really good uh, a way of showing her reaction to this world at the same time as we're reacting to the craziness of it all and Jamie Lee Curtis just like what a standout like the way the way she holds herself when she's evil Jamie Lee Curtis I, th- I thought she was so funny I thought the action was great and it really conveyed the uh, you know 
what we were about to see pretty, pretty well. So that's fine. What about you, Hendo? Was it the paper cut scene? It's definitely not the paper cut scene. I'm going to go with a, a bit of a, a more emotional part of the movie. And someone we haven't actually mentioned too much at all during the review here, but uh, Wayman, played by Kihu Kwan. You go back and look at his character, like the, the main Wayman, and how he is just so in love with his wife and just happy to just be this person. He doesn't need any other universe characters in for him. And the point where I believe it's actually in one of the uh, in the mood for love sections when he mentions to her like he was so happy to hear like because in that in that universe they're not together and they split up a very long time ago and she become the movie star yeah and when they're having that discussion in the alleyway when he finds out that there's a universe where they're literally just doing laundry and taxes together and he's just so happy with that like it's so, like the emotional part of it when he's just we he just sits there and he's like I could live like that I could do this forever like that may not be for a lot of people but for him that's perfect life and for me I think that character showed that over all those universes he is still that person who would just love to do that and only that shows his love through Evelyn through all those universes and I think that that was a pretty touching scene which is why it's my excellent uh, very good Hendo uh, I do I do like that sounds more like uh, an excellent I would pick if I'm being perfectly honest so yeah I'm surprised you didn't pick the in the mood for love any of the in the mood for love parts no 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 nah very good pick Hendo any last words uh, what's your final thoughts and a rating for Everything Everywhere All at Once? Yeah, just a, a great, unique film. Absolutely loved so many elements to this. It's so many genres wrapped in one. And I'm really, really excited to go back and watch it again uh, on a on a bigger screen. So for me, four and a half stars, Endo. Jeez, big. Once you said no negative, I, I figured that was going to be a four and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I figure I know what you're going to say as well. So over to you. What are your final thoughts? Yeah, had a lot of fun with this film. Very complicated, but exciting explained quite well throughout the film starts off very strong with it going through all the, all the minute details and then starts to hit the emotional beats as it goes along sort of drags a little bit towards the end but overall very enjoyable fun film which i do give a four stars very good i was the best because the crowd loved me all right dean where does everything everywhere all at once sit on your rankings all right let's have a look at my list here you know, I, I can't help but pause on In the Mood for Love here for me, sitting at a very respectable 37 currently. So, do I like this more than In the Mood for Love? Whew. Wow. Thinking very hard about this one. I'm going to say no. No, I don't. Uh, and then we go to another fantastic foreign film for me in Cinema Paradiso. Do I like this more than Cinema Paradiso? No, I do not. Okay, let's go down another rung to The Wizard of Oz. Do I like this more than The Wizard of Oz? Yes, I do, Hendo. Yes, I do. So, oh God, it's also above No Country for Old Men, Cuckoo's Nest. No, I think this is this is a good spot for it. So for me, everything, everywhere, all at once, did I get it right? Yes. Will be my new number 39, Hendo. Very good. All right, let's take a look at my list. All right, four star tier list here. We're going to go from the top to bottom. I think it's just looking at the list here. There's a bunch of lower four star films that it's not, that it is better than. I'm not going to bother with those. Let's go down from The Thing. I think The Thing is better than this film. Oh, we hit In the Mood for Love too. I think In the Mood for Love is better than this film. I'm going to keep pushing down a bit further here. I don't think it's as good as The Apartment. I don't think it's better than Amadeus. I don't think it's better than Harakiri. Really? Harakiri? Yeah, wow. I liked Harakiri a lot. The Wolf of Wall Street at 67 and Fargo at 68. I feel like it's in this category here because I think it's better than Dial In for Murder at 69. Hmm. I'm going to put it at the bottom of this tier so everything everywhere all at once for me is actually gonna get put oh, at number 70 out of 107 films very nice we may still have mail 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 here it is and 
This could be it. Oh. All right. For every top 250 film, we always let our patrons send out reviews for this film. So let's go ahead and check those out. First one, we have Chris from the Rough House podcast. What a wonderful, absurd, heartfelt, action-packed, hilarious, original, clever, and spectacularly bizarre film. It's laugh-out-loud funny throughout, but still brings the drama with a ridiculously talented cast. Michelle Yeoh should be in consideration for all major awards early next year. She is really a delight to watch whether she's nailing her dramatic scenes, her comedic timing, or insane fight choreography. She sticks the landing on all fronts. Kihu Kwan, welcome back, is the perfect vessel for both exposition and fanny pack violence. The legend James Hong could have used a bit more screen time, but is as electric as always when on screen. And kudos to Stephanie Hsu, who really goes all in for her performance and will be a joy to see in her budding career. If I were to nitpick, I would say that the big climax might have been stretched a bit too much with near Snyder levels of slow-mo. I think I agree a little bit there with you, Chris. Aside from that, no other notes. Four and a half stars. Very good. Very good. Next up from Brad from the Cinema Guys, this was an absolutely fantastic film that had me in tears at the end. It should not be missed. In tears? That's that's a big call. Tears of joy. Were you feeling emotional at the end, Dean? Get some tears going? Uh, there was one point I had to strongly suppress it. Not 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 too. Like, I, w- I was never in danger of letting it out, but there was a point where I felt something, and that's important. Fair enough. Know. Well, we'll see what happens on your second watch, maybe. God, thank God we didn't react to our Cinema Paradiso. I'll give you the hot tip. Wow. Because I was a crying mess at the end, is what I meant, Hendo. I know. Okay. All right. Next one here from Jay. This has become my new favorite movie. Wow. Straight off the bat. There we go. Watched it twice since it's dropped on Thursday. This movie weaves a romantic and heartfelt story for a mother and a wife showing the potential of a limitless multiverse, unlike other movies currently tackling the same concept at the moment. Yep. They've had a lot of comparisons between this and Doctor Strange and which one's the the better multiverse movie. Mm. I think you and I both agree this is the better one. Oh, undoubtedly. Outstanding performance from Michelle Yeoh and also by the supporting cast. Ki-Hu Kwan does not look like an actor that has put it away for 30 years. A crazy concept and emotional story that has been executed perfectly. Would and will recommend this movie to everyone that is of age to watch it. Very Mm. good. And lastly here from Eddie Keeley. Went to see it twice at the cinema and it was even better on a rewatch. The performances from Michelle Yeoh, Ki-Hu Kwan and especially Stephanie Hsu are all phenomenal and their relationship with one another gives the film its strong emotional centre. The film succeeds in creating a multiverse rich in variety with unique worlds that are well explored and fleshed out. The storyline is intriguing and enhanced through spectacular visuals, snappy editing, and a fantastic score. It is an expertly crafted blend of action, comedy, drama, and romance. A five-star banger. Amazing. Amazing. Incredible. Outstanding. Wow. Boom. Big, big praise for this film from the patrons. But, of course, as always, for our top 250 films, we have... Yep, so basically the review summed up will be a picture of my face screaming. What the fuck is this pile of fucking shit? Good lord. This movie is like a combination of a generic top 10 worst movies of all time list. How do I even describe it? I guess it's like how you'd imagine one of those scary movie 11 spin-offs would be if, if they got rid of the jokes and took themselves seriously. If that's a movie, like, you know, I know it has heaps of five-star reviews online and everyone loves it, and normally I'd love to debate and argue with these people, you know, talk about why it's not good, but, you know, you'd want to do that for the overrated movies, like, you know, The Batman or Parasite, I mean, but with this, it's like, why even bother? You know, you can't say anything. It's just absolutely fucking atrocious. All right, I'll 
I'll try and describe the movie for anyone who hasn't seen it. You know that scene in Adaptation where Nick Cage is trying to write his book and he's like, Start with Susan Orlean. No, no, start in the court case with the orcas. Wait, start in the beginning of time. The Big Bang, the dinosaurs. Alright, now picture that for like a whole movie with crazy rich Asians and Jamie Lee Curtis in the multiverse. Seriously, it's it's like this movie came from Zendaya watching The Matrix for the first time being like, uh, you know, I, I know how to make it better. Yeah, it's okay. You know, it just it just brings me back to The Fountain, Natural Born Killers, Mother, exclamation mark, Ready Player One. You know, absolute nonsensical garbage. Zero stars. Zero? Zero stars? What? You can't what give a movie shame? zero stars. Wow. You set the premise up as the adaptation with Crazy Rich Asians and, and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. That sounds like a banger. I love it. <laughs> What a review. Oh. Right, but uh, please, Shane, step up and uh, really, really explain to us why. Why you didn't like this film. Yeah. Enough to well, give it the zero star banger. Why don't you tell us how you really feel next time, Shane? Wow. Okay. That's uh, quite the discussion review there, Shane. Appreciate it, as always. So, what's next? All right. Next up, Dean. I'm not going to say what it is because who knows what the hell it is. The release schedule's all over the joint. We put we put reviews out and reactions out when they're done. So, you know, it could be a Star Wars film. It could be a top 250 film. I know we've got American History X, American Beauty, Braveheart, Casablanca. They're all up on the list coming up soon. Ooh, Casablanca. We'll when we get to it. Yeah, Casablanca. You know that. Well, you knew that. You probably forgot. <laughs> okay. Don't be mean about it. Yeah. So we're not going to say what's coming out soon because we're probably going to be wrong. So we'll surprise you the next time a review comes out. So thank you very much everyone for checking out this review and we'll see you next time bye